Pirate Nation. Did you block? Flip that over Pirate to Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. East Carolina escapes Provo, Utah with a 27-24 win. Andrew Conrad, the hero, a picture-perfect field goal to win it, right, Lee? <laughs> I tell you what, it wasn't pretty, but it was effective. It worked, and the Pirates get the win. A wild one in Provo tonight. We're taking your calls late night, early morning, 317-1250. East Carolina securing their sixth win and a bowl berth best record through nine games since 2014 wow. now it's six and three three one seven twelve fifty pit electric live line we're taking your calls we're back to kick it off on the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. 317-1250, the number on the Pit Electric Live Line on the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. Hello to our YouTube and Facebook audience. Man, I had the greatest open I've ever had in my life. An open <laughs> for a lifetime. Some of the... The words that came out of my mouth. Chandler's over there singing Freebird. I don't even know where it came from. But First it, of all, thanks for calling me out on Facebook. You told me, you, look, you t- no, I'm serious. You told me to, to switch it over. I didn't know that Shirley already did it. Are you mad? And I did it. I'm Are mad. you upset? I'm upset. Well, next, next time, look at program and audition. I just, I, I switched it over, and that's what I did. We, yeah, you did. Hey, look, we're and not going to have this tonight. I've this ever is, done. This I'm is a sorry. Big win. I'm okay, sorry. Apology accepted. This. We're not having this. I'm stepping in as dad. We're not having this. I'm sorry. Apology accepted. Now you apologize to him I too, Made a Clip. mistake. For what? Because I said. Sorry. There you go. Good. Now we're done. Let's get happy. I was. I did what I he was told. He didn't accept my apology. <laughs> I, I accept your apology. All right. 317-1250 on the Pit Electric Live Line. Pirates. It's like that ugly kick. How it, was, so? it wasn't pretty, but it was effective. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the ugly start of the show. <laughs> Man, did it get blocked? Woo, no, no, it did, it did I not. Thought, I thought maybe a not hand had gotten. Yeah, did no. he kick it with his ankle? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just adrenaline, I guess. Kenny, Cameron, Rod, Woo. hang on. Any we, further away, and <laughs> yeah, I think we've seen his max. His distance, <laughs> that's his long. The funny thing is, the previous one, Weave, you talked about. I mean, he boomed it. Yeah, yeah. it was just, just wide right, wide right. Yeah. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. We go to David and Garner on the Pit Electric Live Line to kick off tonight's show. Hello, David. Good evening, gentlemen. How about them Pirates? I mean, that was a great game. Uh, I, I'm just ecstatic that we were actually winning games because of our kicking game instead of losing games because of our kicking game. Uh, it didn't look pretty, but it got the job done. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, we're bowl eligible, um, which is just awesome, right? But the thing I want to point out is, what is this Big 12? Like, I mean, we keep on beating these teams that are headed for the Big 12. So, 
is it even a Power Five conference at this point? Or, or better question is East Carolina a Power Five team? I think that's the better question. The Big Twelve is scraping for what they can get because their big schools are leaving them, so they're they're being taken pillaged from just like the American is, and they're taking what they believe to be uh, the best that's left. Uh, I think they left one on the table, gentlemen. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a great game, great win. I mean, squeaked it out at the end with a uh, you know special teams play, and yeah, go Pirates, man. Uh, bowl eligible, so yeah, super ecstatic about that. All right, David, thanks for the call. David and Garner tonight, East Carolina, taking down the Big 12 teams left and right, up next, Cincinnati. After that, Houston. Can they go 4-0 in the Big 12? Uh, we're off to a good start. We'll at least go 500. That's so, true. That's, that's good. true. All right, uh, Rod is up in Wilmington. Hey, Rod. Hey, guys. I'm so happy for these young men and their coaches. And, and the Pirate Nation, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, those guys uh, – Dug down deep tonight. They they laid their guts on the line when the when the defense had to had to have it down there, uh, uh, getting them off the field and those uh, fourth down situations. And uh, you know the offense sputtered a little bit, but you know uh, they put a lot of points up. They answered their, answered everything they put up, and uh, they just never quit. And uh, that's where they when you got a good team when the when the boys they, you know come with maximum effort and lay their guts on the line and and uh, get it done. And, uh, oh God, I couldn't be happier. Big game. Uh, it's going to uh, turn this season into something. That's, you know, we got chances to play some other good teams, and I think we're going. I think we're going to do well with uh, Cincinnati, Houston. Uh, uh, on out the rest of the season, but. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say was uh, uh, last week uh, I made the statement about you guys picking the UCF. I, I didn't uh, – as soon as I said it, I felt bad about it because you guys are on my team, and uh, I look at you that way. I think you all are, y'all are a great team. You, you do a lot for this, this school. I've been, been uh, watching you that long, but in just a short time I've seen you, I've What's come across to me is how professional you are and how uh, tremendous you are for this fan base and uh, how excited these fans uh, get and you, you're giving them an outlet and you, you're just entertaining as, as can be. And uh, uh, I want to apologize to Chandler. His name, his name was on the tip of my brain. I got a 68-year-old brain that, uh, you know, uh, Sometimes I come up short and uh, <laughs> see, and I'm about to see Cameron, but uh, I choke at the end. But I, yeah, I want to say he, I think he's a, a fine young fellow. I understand he was a long snapper. I knew some some great long snappers back in my day, and I've got a fondness for long snappers. Long snappers are a very important part of uh, the uh, the kicking game. And uh, anyway, I, I'm just. Uh, enjoy watching you every every week all during the week i watch you and uh, every weekend so well rod uh we appreciate it i'm i'm proud to be a part of your team and last week i let the team down i picked the wrong team i, I made a mistake oh, oh, but this week this week i righted those wrongs i learned from my mistake i picked the pirates so uh i, I did the right thing what i'm saying though is y'all went wrong y'all laid the stats out on the table the only thing i 
I was doing was I was playing the, the, you know, I was trying to put myself in their shoes and how frustrated they must be at this point in the season. And I thought, I just believe in my heart they're going to, they're going to put it all together. And uh, I just, it just turned out that way. And uh, anyway, thanks, Rod. Together in this, and you, you keep those fans going. You, you're helping to keep those those uh, folks in the stadium, and that's help keeping these recruits coming in here. And that's you know, you know, when we can fill that stadium up and and create the excitement, you all play a big part in that. And uh, I just appreciate it uh, like you wouldn't believe. Well, All we right. appreciate you, Rod. Man. Always we, great to hear from you. One of our favorite callers, yep. for sure. No doubt. And it warms my heart that Rod acknowledged my name this week. And right. he's a big uh, long snapper fan. Big respect for long snappers. But you know what? I mean, technically, you're not supposed to know the long snapper's name. That's when that you know they're true. doing a good job. Good point. Right? That's a good point. And Rod did say go. something wrong there, at least when he's ref- if he was referring to me, the word professional. As, uh, <laughs> I saw you roll your eyes when he said y'all are professional. <laughs> about uh, Bill D. Nicola on Facebook. Hey, Big Bill. He said professional. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so there you go. All right, 317-1250. We go next to Cameron in Greenville. Hey, Cameron. Quit, Billy. What's up? How about them pirates, baby? How about them freaking pirates? What a win for this program. Um, I, I don't think people truly understand how hard it is to go into BYU and win at BYU. I mean, I, I would love to see their home field stats against uh, non-Power 5 competition over the past, um, for however you want to go back and see. I just would want to see that. But uh, I want to say I feel sorry for the Cougars tonight, man, because in losses like this, I sure love alcohol, and they're not going to be able to drink any tonight. <laughs> That's a great point. For him, but guess what? In the words of what's-his-face they called last week, we slapped every damn cougar on that mountain tonight, boys. That Mike Houston rolling there, forget how bad our defense played most of the game except the fourth quarter. We won at BYU against another Big 12 team, boys. And guess what? We are 2-0 and in the Big 12. Yes, sir. Sign us down for the Sugar Bowl, okay? We have a chance. I was sitting here thinking to myself after that kick went in, all the fifth-quarter calling shows that we had during the Scotty Montgomery area, where we were just making things up to talk about because it was just abysmal. What this program has done, what Mike Houston has done, what Holt Naylor's has done, I want to say firsthand an apology to Holt Naylor's. I have criticized him this year. Holton, I will buy you dinner anywhere in Greenville. I am I'm eating crow. I take back every bad thing about you. I'll be your marketing person for your T-shirt company. What you guys and the seniors for this program have done for not – just the program, but for the city of Greenville, North Carolina, and for this school, it will never, ever be forgotten. And I want people, I want everybody that still had their doubts prior to last week's UCF game to be fully on board the ship for what Mike Houston can do for this football program. I want everybody buying their tickets now for the Houston game in a few weeks. Because we need to give these seniors a send-off that they deserve. But guess what? There's another game coming before that, boys. And there's nothing I like better than beating up a cougar than beating up a damn bearcat. Let's take this bye week, let's prepare, and let's go into Cincinnati with the Purple Haze Pirates and beat the crap out of Luke Fickle and his fickle little face in Cincinnati. Roll damn Pirates. All right, Cameron Way to go. in Greenville has uh backtracked uh a little bit from his call a few weeks ago 
where he was talking about uh holton aylers the t-shirt salesman in the future i tell you what here are the numbers on holton aylers 15 of 22 uh, 197 yards no passing touchdowns but he did run for two touchdowns managed the game again very well for the pirates didn't put up staggering numbers uh but was a a game manager uh for the second straight game and it just led his team to victory Ron asking how many yards for Keaton Mitchell on the UBE stats. 176 yards. Jeez Louise, 176. 21 attempts, one touchdown. Hopefully Keaton Mitchell's okay. Uh, He was out that whole last series uh, sitting on the sideline, no helmet on. Um, Hopefully it's not anything concussion-related because he did take that uh, helmet-to-helmet hit where the defender was tossed out of the game for targeting. So hopefully he's okay. Uh, uh, sorry, Clip. I was going to tell you that uh, we have uh, the voices final call of the kick. Oh, cool. If you want to oh, listen yeah. to that. All right, Jeff Charles on the call. Let's hear it. To win it right here. Larson is in the hole. Middle of the field. There's the snap ball down. The kick is up. And the kick is good (laughs) from 33 yards out. You can paint this one purple. What an incredible win by the ECU Pirates. They become bowl eligible. Conrad, the freshman, ice water in his veins, hits it from 33 yards out. East Carolina leaves Provo with a 27-24 win over the BYU Cougars. My goodness, what an effort. The way you know, you know what radio. You know what radio reminds me of sometimes stats on a stat sheet. Like if a guy dribbles one in the infield and it's a hit, Basically. but then another guy drills one into the gap barrel on the the bat. You know, what I mean, just the perfect hit. They're all the same. And the weight we had for it almost made it sound like a fifty-eight yarder. Right. And it was right. like, did it go? Did, it, did he actually get over? From 33 yards. I With was ice water yard. in his ice veins. In his veins. Andrew Conrad. Uh, and Jennifer says, Jeff Charles' voice never gets old. I swear, he still sounds like he always has. Yeah. Yes. It's, yep. it's Absolutely. incredible. All right, Kenny is up next uh, in Blunt's Creek, 317-1250, Pit Electric Live Line, U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Hello, Kenny. Hey, Cliff. Uh, Billy, uh, whew, I don't know about you guys, but I was sure was nervous on that last uh, snap and hole for that kick, but... Uh, Billy, you kind of said that was an ugly kick. I think it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, look, you know what? For the first time, I was not nervous. I had 110% confidence that he was going to nail that kick. I really did. I just had a feeling. I didn't think it was going to be like that. But Yeah, yeah. I heard you I heard you say he had it earlier. It's money. It's money. And I was going, oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are telling me to shut up. <laughs> Well, then Chandler wants to block it and run it for a touchdown, and I'm like, "Oh my God, man, hush!" But uh, no, I, I said, I, I, no, I, I said that that'd Look, be the worst thing. Chandler's that a little bit on edge. Let's <laughs> not mess with Chandler. I got him a little upset. It's all right. I could have swore I heard Chandler say, nah. "Yeah, Chandler, can't that believe was, yeah. you would." Well, you're say wrong, that. Kenny. That I love you, Kenny, but you're wrong. Can't believe you would say that. Uh, hey, I've never been wrong before. <laughs> 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 Look, uh, great win. Uh, all these guys calling in the other week claiming uh, Mike Houston has no signature wins or well, mark two of them down. Uh, road victory against another team that's going to the Big 12, as the previous caller said. We're going to go uh, have a week off, get everybody healthy. We're going to roll up there to Cincinnati and smack them Bearcats around and send another one with a loss to the Big 12. 
And uh, just happy for these guys. Yes, it was a very nervous game. But, hey, you go on the road and you pull it out and win. That's all that counts. It's a big W. And I'll just leave you with this. How about them friggin' pirates? All right. All right. There is Kenny in Blunt's Creek, 317-1250. Uh, we are going to take a break. We have... 337 more people watching than we do likes right now on youtube so if you could if you could find it in your heart to hit that little thumb give us a like give us a sub a subscribe we'd appreciate it here on a late friday night early saturday morning and we got some live world series to watch we've i know five to five top of the night top of the night so we'll uh watch that one update you on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard and get more of your calls 317-1250 Evan, Chris, and Monica, you are up next when we return on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter College Show. Back after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, 317-1250. Chandler, I just got a text from Touchdown Tony Collins that says, I'm a ham man. If you missed it, Tony Collins guaranteed a Pirate victory. If the Pirates did not win tonight, he was going to get a tattoo of a ham on one of his ham cheeks. Are you serious? But if the Pirates won tonight, which they did, then we have to buy him a Thanksgiving ham. So we will be we buying. Do. I will be glad. Not you, Billy. <laughs> Cheapskate. <laughs> I have to pay for this? I didn't this? know anything about it. <laughs> Me and Chandler are going to throw in like three bucks each. Troy will cover the rest. There and we're going to buy him a uh, Thanksgiving ham. So looking forward to uh, Tony Collins' appearance coming up on thursday all right um okay papa b says a la tech and fiu are in overtime if anybody cares you want to watch that or yeah. this week football uh yeah yeah Let's all right conference usa football baby brian evan chris hang on we go to monica in greenville next hello monica hey clip i feel like we've been hanging out since four o'clock chatting about pirate football it's been a long day for us one of them days that's right yeah Get Nadu back on the line because he was wrong tonight about our Pirates. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to tweet him about this. Um, look, for everybody who said this game doesn't matter, it's BYU, it's not conference, I disagree. This game mattered a lot. Pirates flew across two time zones. Uh, they played in the cold against 55,000 people. We were coming off a big win against UCF. We could not go down to mediocre play tonight. So shame on you for saying this game didn't matter. Uh, we got banged up in this game a lot. We had no choice but to come out with a moral victory and a win, and our Pirates pulled it out. This game mattered a lot, and we are now 2-0 and against teams going to the Big 12. So tell me this game didn't matter. It mattered a lot, Clip. So I'm going to pop She said Time Clip. out. Yeah, no, no. That's, Time out. That I never uttered the phrase this game didn't matter. 
I said if you win it, it is like icing on the cake. You and if you lose it, it's not it, the end of the world. So you and Memphis was a must win. Matter. Last week was important. This one wasn't as huge to get as those. That's what I said. I didn't say it didn't matter. You inferred it. I knew this was going to be a physical game. We were going to get banged up, and the least we can do is come out with a win, and we did it. So we get a week off. Um, so let me just call out some really great things about tonight that were that were really clear. Um, this game, if you watched it, it went play for play, score for score, score for score all night long, and then it went defensive stop, defensive stop all night long. It was going to be last team with the ball wins, and that's exactly what happened. It was also Keaton Mitchell against their running back, and Mitchell pulled it out. 21 carries for 176 yards was was just absolutely incredible tonight. Um, the the big thing that turned this around was if you looked at the um, penalty stats, um, BYU only had one penalty for five yards up until the end of the fourth quarter. They wound up with five penalties for 50 yards, and that was during critical times at the end of the fourth quarter, they got big, nasty penalties that played in our favor and ultimately cost them the game tonight. So, um, you know, hats off to our defense for stopping when it mattered and and just thank God for our, our offense for pulling it out at the end. Big win for the Pirates tonight. We have all the momentum um, heading into Cincinnati. Um, I'm loving our Pirates right now. Um, so go Pirates. Every win matters. Every win is important. Clip. So that's your lesson for tonight. Thank you that's for your lesson for, for teaching tonight. me a lesson, Monica. Right. Also, uh, Jeff Nadeau just texted me. He said <laughs> he said he's uh, tuned into the fifth quarter. <laughs> and as I read that, he says Monica serving you up. So Nadeau is tuned in, Monica. So. <laughs> Y'all take care. Today. She's teaching lessons to everyone right. tonight. Mostly She's me. Dishing them out. Mostly me. Never said the game didn't matter. Stop twisting my words. Nobody. Had, I'm not twisting your words. I said you inferred it. All right, inferred. <laughs> Let's go to Chris. I don't even know if that's the right word. And Pamlico <laughs> County. Hello, Chris. How y'all doing tonight? Doing good. Man, that was an awesome win by the Pirates. Uh, that's. I mean. You go on Facebook and social media, and, of course, you got those halftime fans talking about, hey, we should be, you know, outscoring them by a whole lot. I mean, this is going to be like the Navy game and this and that. BYU is not a pushover team by no means. They might have lost, what is it, three or four straight now? I might be, you know, I think maybe five straight. Um, But they're no pushover team, and – uh that field goal at the end was awesome. I had 100% confidence he was going to kick that in. Like, I, my buddy that went to ECU, and I, I went there, but I didn't graduate there. But we were talking back and forth. I was like, man, I was like, we're pirates, man. Don't don't, uh, don't give up on him yet. He's going to make it. And, uh, you know, that's awesome. You know, beating two teams going to the Big 12, and, you know, we're bowl eligible again. Uh I would say, you know, give Mike Houston a lot of credit for this. He's turned this program around, and I think we should, you know, look at paying him more or finding some more funds because I think other teams are going to be knocking at the door for him. But anyway, great win, everyone, and uh, go Pirates. All right. Appreciate the call tonight, Chris. Hey, and, and you know what? Kudos to Mike Houston for showing confidence not only in his defense in the situation where they're going for it late, 
uh, and he had the the confidence that is that if they didn't get it, that his defense was going to hold, and then the confidence confidence in his freshman kicker to go out there. He played for the field goal, set up the ball in the middle of the field for his kicker. So you know, I tell you what, that those things, those two calls right there are going to go a long way in the locker room with those players to show confidence it really is yeah 317-1250 we go next to evan in greenville on the pit electric live line thanks for tuning in late night on the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show hello evan what's up with how about those freaking pirates man i'm pumped up getting married and the day of tomorrow dude lewis and clark could not even find keith mitchell in the backfield tonight we are just we are pumped up over here in Manti Teo. How about this freaking Pirates? Um, so many gutsy calls to go through a fade route on fourth down in 8,000. Colin Ehlers throws a fade route. I mean, that's an impossible throw. You gotta give you gotta give Mike Houston all the props for, for calling that game because he stuck his neck out on the line, also have to say, administration, they're running the concessions good out in Provo. Um, everything everything looked good. Great atmosphere. Great intensity viewed by Provo, uh, Utah. I can't wait for BYU to, to, come, to come to Greenville because that's going to be an epic matchup of two power-based franchises. And how about the Big 12 serving up two big L's? Shout out Stephen Igloo with the podcast. Thoughts, Good call are my thoughts, Evan. I'm fired up, just like you are. You don't seem fired up. I'm fired up. You seem you seem nose into your phone. You're not fired up. It's funny because I'm tweeting out. Uh, I just took still shots of us celebrating the kick nice. when I really was fired up <laughs> because uh, Charlie had said I can't wait to watch the replay of y'all watching the real play, and so I was like, "Well, I'll get yeah, some still shots of that for a preview." That's good I just, stuff. I just posted the video, so oh, I, nice. I, I replied to Charlie, and I have a uh, a video out of us re- uh, reacting <laughs> to the Andrew Conrad game winning field goal. But I. Go ahead, we. No, no, no. I, I just just wanted to say um, that you know what had BY, BYU went into this game on a three game losing streak. They've lost four in a row now. They come were coming off a road loss to Liberty where they just got pounded. Um, had they come into this game nonchalant, kind of looking like they were rolling over, fans not showing up, and East Carolina won this game, I wouldn't have thought much of it. This BYU team came into play. They were ready to play. Um, this is the team that we thought BYU was going to be early in the season. They yeah, came in and played a great good. game. They they really looked good yeah. because I didn't know what kind of team we were going to see from BYU. Is it like I think you said it in the uh, the pregame? Is this the, is this going to be a you know a, what a wounded dog or whatever coming into this game or is this is this going to yeah, be the BYU right. by BYU team that we thought they would be in the beginning of the season? They played great. They played a good game, and East Carolina deserved that victory, and it's a big win for East Carolina. And, man, have we played some classics there. Uh, 42-35 uh, seven years ago. Yeah. And then this one, uh, Pirates were able to get them uh, pretty big at home. But, man, uh, what a win tonight for the Pirates. All right, we go next to Brian in Raleigh. Hello, Brian. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. appreciate that. Uh, fun, fun, 
fun outcome tonight, but certainly a roller coaster of, of emotions. I think through uh, through the the second half for sure. You know, I think uh, you know, I, hearing people giving credit for Coach Houston going for it on fourth down. I don't know if they had much of a choice because obviously we don't have a lot of confidence in our kicking game. So, um, you know, throw. I I almost had a heart attack when Holton threw the the long pass on second down when we were like driving for the game winning field goal, incomplete pass. Now we got third and long, so we we got bailed out by the by the flag. Like it was just up and down the you know the whole second half of you know it was what are we doing to oh my gosh we might win. Um, you know, just, just at a moment, but really proud of, of the fellas. It was a tough game. They played really hard. They put it all out there. They beat a good football team tonight. They are a good football team and, uh, you know, definitely proud to be, uh, proud to be a pirate tonight. So good to have a week to, uh, you know, lick their wounds a little bit and get healthy, you know, coming into a, another tough opponent. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, very, very, very emotionally, swinging game and I think you know give uh I, you know, I know a lot of people I'm not saying that the all the game all the calls in the game were great today but you know give give Donnie Patrick some some credit you know a lot of people beat on him as well you know they kept feeding the ball to Keaton he was hot he was hurting them you know they they stuck with that uh you know they and uh uh you know I think you know some good and some bad but it you know it's not all coach Houston as well let's give you know, let's give them all some credit. So, you know, the defense definitely stood tall uh, and and did their part to give these guys a chance to win. And great to see the young kid uh, make a kick at the end. So, uh, everybody enjoy it. You know, everybody enjoy it. Appreciate it, fellas. Go Pirates and uh, have a good evening. All right. Thank you, Brian, for hanging out with us late tonight. Yeah, the only play calling problems I had is, and I said that on our live broadcast, that when they were inside the red zone, third and one or one and a half so, and they give it to Keaton Mitchell, I was screaming, don't give it to Keaton Mitchell. I mean, that's just not his game. Why Marlon Gunn was not in that situation. Then they give it to Keaton Mitchell on fourth down again, and he gets stopped. Uh, That was questionable. So I, I understand what he was talking about as far as it was a roller coaster ride of emotions. I mean, because you thought, man, we're setting up to lose this game. And then defense comes up with a big stop. Uh, East Carolina gets the ball back, and you're thinking, okay, we've got a chance to win this thing. So great game overall, though, but it was an emotion, emotional roller coaster at the end. And uh, Bryce and I were texting on one series about where east carolina settled for a short field goal and they went run run pass and uh we didn't really like that sequence especially the uh the second down run there near the goal line second and yeah. goal so like there was and i think that was keaton mitchell as well wasn't it yeah, yeah it was and just you didn't get anything on first then you yeah. go back to it don't get yeah. nothing and now you're forced mm-hmm. to throw and you know so i mean but hey here and there you're gonna have play calls you disagree with uh, throughout a football game but man uh what a win tonight for the pirates we got pays we got jackson we got tyler and charlie coming up next when we return on the u.s sailor fifth quarter Collins show it is saturday happy saturday to you and yours it is midnight and uh a great day once we are finished with this go to bed wake up for some parker's barbecue while you enjoy college football or whatever you plan to do on saturday parker's has three locations in Greenville for you to enjoy. You can go to parkersbbq.com and they can ship nationwide. Thanks to Parkers for the pre- and post-game meal. All right, let's take a break. Come back. More to go. U.S. Sailor, fifth quarter Collins show. Back after this.
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, let's run down the uh, finals from area high school football. Uh, Parrot Academy and JP2 turned into a massive shootout, but uh, Parrot Academy were victorious as they uh, beat JP2 66-60 was that score. Washington beat uh, Aiden Grifton 12-6. Southern Wayne beat C.B. Acock 41-36. Conley defeated South Central 47-18. Farmville Central got a win over North Pitt 34-6. It was Havelock over Rose 35-28. Kinston was the winner over North Lenore 26-6. Southwest Edgecombe lost to West Craven 21-7. And Tarboro shut out Washington County 45 to nothing. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by The Buck. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates, and they're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. Right now, during football season, you can join The Buck for Sunday Fun Day with football, food trucks, live music, giveaways, and the largest 4K TV in Eastern North Carolina. You can follow The Buck on Instagram for updated schedules, and we'll see you at The Buck. Now, let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Da buck. Da buck, da buck, da buck, da buck, da buck, da buck, da buck. Catching up on the uh, chat. Um, David asked, how many games left does Garcia have where he could still redshirt? He's only played in one. Am I correct on that? One. And there's only three left. So he could play, so in, he all could of play them in all of them. If we want to uh, get him some right. time. Um, Do the bowl, does the bowl game count? Probably so. I would imagine that one counts. Good point. Yeah. Um, and I am not going to say that bowl games don't matter that much because Monica <laughs> like kicked my ass. So I'm going to just keep it to myself. Um, Papa B asking, has anybody stole a base in the World Series? Jose Altuve stole a base in the bottom of the ninth. Great catch by Nick Castellanos to send it to the 10th. And then JT Real Muto just hit a solo home run. It is Philly 6, Astros 5 mm. in the top of the 10th inning. Billy, uh, you said this during the break as uh, Matt just posted it. Uh, 100th win yeah. by uh, Mike Houston tonight as a college football head coach. One he will remember forever for many reasons. No doubt. And also, was it Chandler that, uh, what, you see a video of Houston talking to Conrad after the kickoff? Yeah, yeah, and it's out there on social media. I want to say it's ECU football that has it out there. But, you know, he's embracing Andrew Conrad after the game on the field, seconds after he made the kick and says, that's the uh, that's the best, ugliest kick I've ever seen. <laughs> there was a beauty, and it went uh, right down the middle as far as we're concerned. And it was good. It was pretty. It was fine. All right, B Pays, Jackson, Tyler, hang on. Let's go to Charlie in Pittsburgh. Hello, Charlie. It was the prettiest daggum kick I've ever seen. <laughs> a beautiful sight. Well, I'm so daggum jacked up tonight, I cannot stand it. How about these pirates going on the road? To a big time opponent, full of fans, you know. They, I mean, gosh, that 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 looked like a an intimidating home atmosphere. But goodness gracious, they got in there and they pulled it out. And the Pirates are going bowling. And let me tell you what, it's only getting started. Six wins ain't all we're gonna have this year. The Big Twelve Revenge Tour is only halfway over, and we're coming for Cincinnati, and we're coming for Houston. And I'll leave it there. Go Pirates! All right, thank you, sir. Charlie in Pittsburgh. There's the butte, Clark. <laughs> Let's go to uh, to Tyler in Greenville next. Hello, Tyler. 
Hey guys, uh, we couldn't convert the Mormons, but we converted on fourth and eight. There you go. <laughs> also, suck it back row Chandler. <laughs> a DP show reference. I like that. I like that. What do you call me? Back row Chandler. Back row. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Anything else, Tyler? Like one of the Danettes. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it. Right, that's suck it. it back. Row. Suck it back row Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, man chandler's been getting abused tonight i'm sorry man, it's all right. sorry have a donut man. chandler you're my buddy you're all my right. boy blue you're my buddy you're my boy jackson in moorhead city hello jackson hey guys what's going on what's it well i am the one that cranked the chainsaw at the two lane rum 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 <laughs> they got a, they got a way of biting you, don't they? Remind us of that again. It was Billy. What was that again? Clip. You said every time that Billy defended Owen Dapper, you would crank the chainsaw. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Now what? Long story short. <laughs> Which point? Yeah. Get, get to the point. <laughs> Long story short. Awesome win tonight. Thank you guys for what you did. And uh, go Pirates. There you go. <laughs> All right. Short, Great sweet. call, Jackson. Last week, we had a stat to consider from from Discount Larry. We'll see you there. We'll see you there. He just texted me this. We have another stat to consider from Discount Larry. All right. He says, mention this. Holton Aylers was sacked 36 times last year. So far in nine games this year, he's only uh, given up, or he's only been sacked eleven times. Ooh, that is a good stat. So, shout out to the big boys up front stat yep. to consider and eating that wings over Greenville and Familia has done them good apparently uh, when it comes to protecting Holt Nailers. All right, uh, let's Surely go. Surely you eating nuts? <laughs> let's go to B Pays and Raleigh. Hello, B Pays. <laughs> I keep, I, I keep, I keep watching the uh, replay. Did the ball get tipped at all? No. They got tipped off his uh, bunion. <laughs> he hit it off his tippy toes. That's about it. You're gonna shoot. You're gonna shoot me in my pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What was his name? Um, in Harlem Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was what was Eddie Murphy's name? Uh, uh, I can't remember. There it is. There's my pinky toe. Go ahead. Shoot my pinky toe. He shot my pinky toe. <laughs> We're going off the rails. You know who uh, who gets should get some credit is Marlon Gunn tonight. Marlon can't. I mean, when Keaton went there, I guess it was the concussion deal or whatever. But Marlon, we got the ball to the center of the field. I said that in the NC State game when uh, we missed the kick. You know, we were on what the I guess the left hash. I said, get the ball to the center of the field for this kicker. These, these freshman young kickers. And they did it. And Marlon Gunn, two hands on that ball. You got to give that young man credit. I mean, he dropped that one earlier. You get a lost confidence. He came back in, two hands on the ball, got us in a position to win that ball game. So you got to give him, got to give him a lot of credit. Billy, uh, you hate a bad angle. Bad, I you hate love bad, a good angle. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a center of the field guy. I asked you, okay, what which hash uh, would you want here for Conrad? You said middle of the field right in the middle and they did uh picture perfect so kudos to 
I guess uh, Gunn was the last play, right? Running the ball. Yeah, and every kicker is different. Typically, right-footed kickers want it on the left hash mark because if you're gonna if you're gonna kind of hook it, you're gonna hook it in. Um, and typically, a bad uh, or either gonna hook it in or you're gonna push it. And that that's exactly what happened. It was left hash mark tonight on the pushed field goal, and in the NC State game, it was left hash mark pushed right. Yeah, you get that. You get that ball. On the, I mean, the way they were knuckled, get it to the center. I kept saying, get it to the center of the field. Get it yep. to the center of the field. They did. So, good game, guys. All right, Pays. Good to hear from you, man. Thanks for hanging out. There is B. Pays. Uh, great crowd uh, at BYU tonight. And Richard has a theory why. He said, if I had five wives, I'd be at the game, too. <laughs> hey Oh, wow. Fifty-five grand, I think, is what the attendance was. A little f- over fifty-five thousand. Good call, Richard. Also, William yes, asking, when, when was the last time the Pirates and Reds Commanders both both won back-to-back weekends? Oh wow! I'm guessing a long time ago, uh, when Joe Gibbs and whoever was here, uh, Bill Lewis, Steve Logan. Yeah. So uh, you know we've had uh, the famous, uh, how about them freaking Pirates in the past oh, few weeks. Pirates! Uh, this is uh, this is Mike Houston after the game. This is courtesy of Steve and I go on Twitter. How about those freaking bowl eligible pirates? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the I go song. He keeps adding to it each week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that is cool that that's becoming his thing. He left out freaking last week. Yeah. I think he made the adjustment. There is a video out there as uh, I believe they went to the uh, East U section after the game, and you hear him say, how about, the, how about those freaking Pirates? I don't like it. Why? Because it's a Cowboys reference. He's a Cowboys Billy, fan. we it's talked not, about this. I know, we did. He said freaking. I know. Jimmy Johnson didn't say freaking. It's different. I know, but it's still the same thing. All right. How about them Cowboys? That's where Houston got it from. I Houston's know. a Cowboys fan. Okay, all right. I know. As a commander... You should you should not. <laughs> what Come should on, I Captain do as commander. a commander? I don't know what to do as a commander. Not like any cowboy references. All right, fine. Uh, well, what are we doing, Shirley? Take a break. Three one seven twelve fifty. Nick, Johnny, Matt, Wes, hang on. We are coming to you when we return on the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter College Show. Back after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, Saturday morning, and we are taking your calls on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Saturday, 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 Saturday. Saturday. It's all right for a fight. All right, fighting. Yeah, fighting. Saturday night's all right for fighting. We're just as good as Elton John. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Sailor locations. Experience the highest standard of customer service next to Little Caesars on Charles Boulevard in Greenville in front of Lowe's Home Improvement on Memorial Drive in Greenville next to Walmart on 10th Street in Greenville and the U.S. Sailor store in the Greenville Mall behind the Chick-fil-A. All right, Pirates are going bowling. Six wins on the season, six and three. Three games left to go. Nick, Johnny, Matt, hang on. We go next to Wes on the Pit Electric Live line, hanging on in Myrtle Beach. Hey, Wes. Clipper, Billy, how you guys doing? 
Doing great. Doing great. Hey guys, uh, long time listener, first time caller. I I am a Coastal Carolina student down at down here in Myrtle Beach. I've been a diehard pirate for all my life. I, unfortunately, I couldn't go to East Carolina due to my degree, but um, just wanted to get you guys comments on on the game tonight. And hey, we're going bowling, baby. How about those pirates? All right, Wes, thanks for uh, calling in and tuning in, man. Uh, my thoughts are, what a wild one. Um, and Chandler, you mentioned this during the game. East Carolina would answer pretty much every time BYU yep. scored. Every single time. Every and time. then yeah. we would get a stop with a chance to go up and couldn't do it. And that was kind of frustrating because every time they'd score and it felt like East uh, BYU would get some momentum. And we've talked about how they came in to this game so hungry for a win. And yeah. and you thought that, uh-oh, if ECU doesn't score here, it, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm a pessimistic sports viewer. I'm like, this could go the wrong way. This could be two or three BYU scores in a row. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. man, uh, the, for the Pirates to be able to answer the way they did uh, was absolutely huge tonight. Well, I mean, even getting off to the rocky start that they did, first snap of the game, <laughs> they, it looked like they were setting up for a trick play, for some sort of reverse. Um, and then they're 10 yards behind the chains. They go three and out, uh, short punt. BYU gets good field position. Uh, they only gave up a field goal, so that made me feel good. But at the beginning, I you know I was thinking, man, this is not a good way to start out against a good BYU team on the road. But East Carolina never seemed to get rattled the entire time. Like we had mentioned, they answered every time, and it was just a good back and forth ball game. And I had I had a feeling that it was going to come down to whoever had the ball last. And uh, the Pirates got a uh, break a bit on that pass interference oh, yeah. call. Uh, which was a good call because it was. He was, there was some uh, Winstead was absolutely mugged on mm-hmm. that play. All right, Matt in New Bern is up next. Hello, Matt. Clip, my friend. Long time no talk. Hmm, Matt. Matt, did your last name start with a W? It does, brother. What's up, man? Long time no talk. I know, buddy. But here... Here we are on a Friday night. You got Billy next to you and everything. There was a segue with the Cowboys references. I thought you guys were going to cut to me. I was ready. I'm right <laughs> down the road from Bullies. <laughs> I figured you were. I was calling, though, you know, because it's a Friday night. Kids and uh, wife are asleep, or kids. Um, but let's talk about this pirate run game, brother. Look at the offensive line getting on the second level and Mitchell hitting hitting it downhill it looked like he was going to spring it looked like cj man <laughs> i was ready i was ready i was on my seat ready for these long ripoff runs he, he did have a 31 yard touchdown run and a couple of things about mitchell tonight we said we've watching it was he for his stature his size he's tough yeah he's tough he's dude. very tough and we both commented on the the patience uh yes. in the backfield looked like an nfl runner yep. with his patience tonight and uh and matt the way he would kind of dance not really dance but kind of survey behind the line of scrimmage and then boom hit it it was a beautiful thing to watch he was surveying picking his spots and waiting for his blockers to set up blocks and find holes he was doing a great job of that tonight yeah it it looked like coach shank had them boys working though because they they had some holes to get through and then uh you know mitchell he, he was breaking that first tackle, which is what you want to see, which we haven't done. I mean, we he, he's been great this year. Um, but we're back. We're, we're, we're in bowling, bowling time. And the, the run D actually in the first half, if you looked at the run fit, 
the second half we started missing, but the first half, our team speed, man, it was jumping off the page. Like, we were looking good. That's the fastest I've seen us play, maybe since the first game of the season against State. Like, they were where the ball was. We had people. So, that's what I was commenting on, and uh, happy to talk to you. Hopefully, we can catch up sometime here in the near future. Definitely, man. Good to hear from you, Matt. Thanks, buddy. There's Matt in New Bern, and uh, good observations on the game tonight. Yeah, and Matt, meant, Matt mentioned the uh, team speed, and I think that was what surprised UCF last week. I agree, because we were we had talked about it all week. We were, so we talked ourselves into kind of worrying about UCF's going to be so fast, right. and we hung with them boys. Yeah, so. and, I, and I think for two weeks in a row, the opponent has seen just how fast East Carolina is. On both sides of the ball. Absolutely. 317-1250. That uh, opens up a line. We go to Johnny in Buck Row. Hello, Johnny. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing, doing good. good. Well, Weaver, it looks like I'm wearing a little egg on my face, and I got to be honest with you, I'm, I'm glad that I am. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, a few weeks back after the Navy game, I called, and being all nonchalant, just, you know, all this indirect, you know, negativity about this and that and blah 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 and and of course the following week you know you know big man behind the internet just cranking out all this negativity and blah 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 and and what i what i will say if, if i can save any face on that is you know it's out of passion for the pirates and wanting them to win and, and wanting them to do better and uh quite frankly after the tulane loss first off tulane's a good team I was under the weather, just didn't have the energy to call. But, you know, thank God I didn't. But, you know, we, we come around and, you know, we beat Memphis. Okay, I'm good with that. But then we beat a Central Florida that they may not be the Central Florida they used to be, but they're still a good team. They've had our number. But, you know, we went into that game and just manhandled those guys. And I got to tell you, after that game, I was like, hell, we can we can win out. You know, of course, we got good teams in front of us. Don't get me wrong. And and tonight's game, even I got to tell you, even if we would have lost that game, I would have said, you know what, I'm okay with that. I'm good with with losing to a good team and playing good versus winning some non you know nonchalant team like 17 to 10 or whatever. But hey, we came back and won. And you know, we've had so many close games this year. That says a lot about you know, our character and mentality. And uh, so, you know, we got three games left. Two of them are pretty staunch teams. They're going to be tough games. Can we win? Sure we can. You know, will we? We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll wait to see. But, you know, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. There was an article, I think it was a national article the other day, and they were, it was centered around Tulane and the AAC and talking about how Tulane could be you know, one of the five or six teams in, in the in the bowl game, if you will. And I just started thinking, I said, you know, you know, what and of course, yeah, they mentioned Cincinnati and, and Houston and I think they mentioned the you know, our uh our win or uh, I should say they've been at, you know, Central Florida's lost to East Carolina, if you will. But, you know, what if I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but what if we went out, what if we win the conference championship assuming the, the math is right, you know, would they take a three-loss team in that five or six game? I, I'm thinking, I'm kind of doubting that, but, again, you know, hey, we, we, got, we got a big opportunity in front of us. Really finish out great. Uh, good question. I mean, 
we we talked a little bit about that but not that exact scenario we were talking about had east carolina beaten navy and nc yeah. state you're right in the driver's seat for that game we would be that team i don't know if you have to be like do you have to be in the top 25 and the top i don't think it's like the group BCS, of five because team? that's how the bcs used to work right remember you had to be in the in the top 10 but to, to his be. point it wouldn't i mean if you're taking a three or four loss team just because they're in the group of five that kind of stinks so right there's got to be a cutoff somewhere i don't know what the uh i, I think we've kind of missed the boat on that one this year but we haven't missed the boat on a great season i, I no, look, just and, went out man and we'll and tomorrow i i guess we're kind of hoping that uh ucf gives cincinnati a loss right so uh we, we can maybe stay in the hunt in this conference uh, championship race all right uh johnny thanks for the call man uh 317-1250 nick is up next in new Bern. hey nick nick dropped nick all right let's see if clutch is clutch in greenville hello clutch yellow hello hey what's up guys what's up hey damn am i on the radio yep nah not yet hold on (laughs) let me put you through all right you're on hey man appreciate you guys picking up i didn't expect to get on but uh appreciate it i'm trying to think what to say here but uh I will say this, I'll give credit to the boys. Good game. Last three weeks, good games. Um, you know, I heard holding on there, talk about uh what did I don't want to say it wrong. He he was talking about um real real hate and, and fake love and I mean I've seen some pictures on, on Facebook and stuff. I got no doubts that guy's giving his body and everything to ECU and we appreciate it. And I don't want to feel bad about it, but, I mean, everybody in town gets their hopes up about this team every year, I feel like. And, and I just really give credit to the guys for the last couple of weeks, man. It's, it's been awesome to see them. And, uh, yeah, Coach Houston, you know, hey, good for him. And I, I want to get one of those uh, Houston Halloween costumes I've seen you guys put on online. Um, that's how to dress. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, the freaking pirate uh, head coach costume. All right, uh, Clutch, thanks for tuning in, man. All right, uh, and we let everyone on that gets on. I don't know why he thought he wouldn't get on the radio, but, yeah, we're putting people through. That's what we do. Let's get one more before break, Shirley. Jay in Greenville is up. Hey, Jay. Go Pirates. Yes, yes sir. Arg. I'm, I'm going to keep this one shorter than last week because I know it took you too long past 1 o'clock last week. But uh, uh, real quick, you know, we came into this year, and um, when you start, you know, preseason, having fun, counting wins and losses, uh, I think most people were thinking, okay, might lose to State, might lose to UCF and BYU, but had us beaten uh, Tulane and Navy. And as it's panned out, uh, we're probably about where a lot of people predicted us record-wise right now, but we got there a little bit different. Uh, than maybe we thought we would have. So uh, uh, that's one thing just to kind of think about. But, um, uh, you know, we're talking about the game tomorrow, Cincinnati, UCF. I don't know that it matters who wins. I mean, I'm real interested in watching it. Uh, But, you know, whoever, if Cincinnati beats uh, Central Florida, then that gives them their second loss. We beat them head-to-head. If if Cincinnati um, loses, then... um, uh, we've still got to go to Cincinnati and win. 
yeah uh jay so i've got this from a couple people mark on youtube and uh pays uh, if uh it says if ucf beats cincy and then loses a game after that and they do play Tulane. Uh, so let's say ucf loses to uh Tulane after they beat cincy and we went out we're in the championship yeah i mean so, both still have to play Tulane. yeah uh, and, and of course we wanted Tulane to go undefeated and we want to win out yeah and i guess the wild card is what what, what does houston do you yeah know? how what are they still at one loss right now i, I think so yeah well uh, but, but us winning out would include a win over Houston. So, I tell you what, I do like that next week we're going to sit home and uh, heal up and get healthy. I think we need that, need a break, get our legs under us. And uh, Cincinnati gets to play Navy, and uh, maybe that'll be tough on their legs. And then they got to turn around and play us on a short week on a Friday. So, anyway, All right. that's about it. Hey, go Pirates. Thanks, man. Uh, Jay, thanks for the call. Also, Greg on uh, Facebook and Scott mentioned this. Uh, there's no cutoff to the top-ranked group of five team. ECU wins out. Tulane wins out. Uh, could be 9-3 and three versus 11-1 and one for the right to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. So, wow. hey, you win some games, and this is the kind of conversations we start to have. Yeah, we're not saying absolutely. it's going to happen, but we're saying it's a possibility, and it is a possibility uh, because, excuse me, your Pirates have won three in a row. Well, i tell you what. Jay hit it on the head, though. It, this is about where a lot of people thought we were going to be this time of the year, but we just <laughs> didn't get there the way every – and I agree with him 100%. Yeah, if definitely. you looked at it before the season, you thought, okay, NC State is – is you know could be a loss because if you remember coming into the season they were ranked still are ranked uh byu was a preseason rank so we thought maybe okay that one's a loss cincinnati um no 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 ucf uh so by this time of the the year we're right exactly record wise where a lot of people had predicted just didn't go the the way everybody that took a different it, yeah. route different route but got there yep all right nick irving and tom hang on we're gonna get to your calls irving out in provo uh so we'll talk to our first caller of the night that saw the game uh when we return on I the... Saw the game good point <laughs> you know what <laughs> it's late <laughs> i'm gonna get a corn stick from parker i'm gonna get a donut and chill out and we'll be back after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, let's run down uh, the uh, scores from the NBA. The Hawks beat the Pistons 136 to 112. The Magic, Magic, excuse me, got a win over the Hornets 113 to 93. Palo Bancaro. Uh, the rookie for Orlando finished with a double-double. He had 21 points and 12 rebounds in that game. The Cavaliers got a win over the Celtics in overtime, 132-123. to 73. 76ers beat the Raptors 112-90. to 90. It was the Lakers losing yet another game. They are 0-5 uh, to the Timberwolves, 111-102. Bulls lose to the Spurs, 129-124. to 124. The Nuggets got a win over the Jazz, 117-101. And it was the Suns over the Pelicans, 124 to 111. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in Eastern North Carolina. You can follow the Buck on Instagram for updated schedules, and we will see you 
at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. We got a final in Houston with the Phillies winning game one. How about that? Just went final. So, uh, Phillies up one nothing in the World Series. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Welcome back in to the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Pirates, a winner tonight on a walk-off field goal by Andrew Conrad. Shout out to our guy in uh, Greensboro. Joe, what was his name, Chandler? I want to say it was Joe in Greensboro. Joe in Greensboro. It was introduced the world on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live to Andrew Conrad. We had never heard of the guy. So uh, so did uh, Isaiah Winstead. He wasn't too sure. Who Isaiah he was Winstead either. was in the studio. He's like, I've never heard of that kid. <laughs> really? Well, he did. Well, I mean, he just said, I. I he, he, he didn't say was those like, words, know. but he didn't say, oh yeah, I know Andrew. He's a good guy. He didn't yeah, say yeah. that. So uh, he knew Owen Daffer, I think, at the time and that's about it so uh andrew conrad from nowhere to hero uh for the pirates all right charlie tom irving hang on we go to nick in beulahville next hey nick hey what's up can you hear me yeah hey i just want to say how about them freaking pirates man november 19th get your butt in the seat it's gonna be a big game we gotta beat houston and don't leave early y'all have a good night bye great call nick thank you uh scott has a stat of the night he says all right he's calling a shot he says in games with bowl eligibility on the line east carolina coach mike houston is undefeated against blue and white cat mascot teams on the road stat of the night thank you scott okay marinate on that one for a moment i also saw a stat earlier today that i and i don't know i got it i got a text from somebody and it said that byu was 23 and one after 6 p.m kickoffs yeah um now they are 23 and two put that in the I, I, re- I seem to remember that when east carolina went up there a few years back was it six seven years ago whatever that their home record was incredible because i remembered watching that game and they were saying how good the home record was there yeah i mean that, that's a that's a good win and the record didn't really show it this year for byu but they uh we talked about it on the pregame they were top 15 at one point this year uh before and they play a tough schedule but yeah i think great they were win, tied man. for 12th yeah at one point all right we go to provo utah and talk to irving hey irving hey thanks for having me on uh first of all i gotta say that's the most uh scenic the scenery here is amazing it's a beautiful facility the fans it uh, couldn't have been nicer to, to us I, i've never seen such hospitality at an away game um in my life. I get this ice cream. It's my buddy, Tom, my cousin Tom here. Uh, is driving back. You got ice cream? They gave you ice cream. With a whole section of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they don't have any booze up there. <laughs> I did hear them. They gave a thousand people there. They gave like, a thousand people. He can't get over the ice cream wave. They gave us ice cream. <laughs> it was amazing. I did hear that they gave free ice cream to East Carolina fans. And then also, I did see. Where BYU's band played the I saw fight that. song. Yeah. They, they played our fight song. Somebody had posted some video where you could actually hear them playing the fight song for EC. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to love that. And we, we, the fans loved it. We sang the fight song with them and everything. It was, uh, I've never I've, I've never seen anything to come close to this. Have you done? Yeah. Uh, yeah we, we should play these people as much as we can. Keep them on the schedule. Do what it takes. Whatever it takes. We're. <laughs> it's worth coming out here. It is worth coming out here. Hey, we, were 
I like this dual phone call you got Are you guys here. on a group chat in the car? Did you drive? Is your friend trying to take the phone away from you? I think you? he's on another post game show at the same time. <laughs> Uh, did they? Uh, I, now you know what they're trying to do. They're trying to convert you to uh, being to a, be a Mormon. Yeah. To be a, so did they get the full convert for you guys? Well, no, that's not going to happen. But uh, give them it's a heck of a sales pitch. <laughs> Here's some ice cream. Ice cream. Be, be a Mormon. <laughs> Look at the view. You better Look watch out view. for your buddy. Uh, I think he's going back for more ice cream. So, uh, but no, that's really cool to hear. And I did see that video of them uh, playing the fight song. So. Uh, awesome stuff. I, I, they do all that nice stuff. They probably expect to beat you too, but they didn't uh, tonight. So, uh, great win for the Pirates, Irving. Yeah, yeah. They, they, the Pirates played their hearts out, and so did BYU. It was one of those games where you got to see two football teams lay everything on the line. I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but that's what I saw. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, uh, you know, we feel. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> Divine intervention. Like it's made up. All right. Uh, Jay on Facebook says this is a redneck conference call. <laughs> I like it. I like this. Good stuff, Irving. All right. When are y'all heading back? Uh, tomorrow night, Red Eye. All right. Good deal. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. Hey, man. where are you going to party tonight in Provo? party in Provo. It's Salt Lake. Salt Lake, yeah, <laughs> okay. that's where the partying happens. All right, Irving, thanks, man. And to your buddy. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Enjoy the ice cream. All right, we go next to Tom in Greenville. Hello, Tom. How you guys doing? Doing great. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Shout out to the uh, Dancing Cougar. That guy had some night moves on the top. Yes. Is it, uh, Co- what's his name? Is I don't know, but he's Cosmo got 1.5 million followers on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. That was the price of admission. You know, it's really, I just can't imagine having to play nine weeks in a row like these guys have. And you could tell, you know, from the altitude they were playing at, they didn't have their, they weren't as quick to the ball tonight, but they did what they had to do. And that was a big win for the program. So all I can say is go Pirates. You guys have a nice evening. Hey, Tom hit on something that we haven't thought about. That kick may not make it in Greenville. <laughs> the altitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Didn't think about that. You know, like uh, those NFL kickers are hitting 65 yarders in Denver. Well, if you notice, Daffer. We're hitting 33 yarders. Daffer's kicks were all going out of the end zone, and the other kicker for BYU, they were kicking them out of I the end zone. I did notice that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Good point. All right. Thank you, Tom and Weave, for opening my eyes. Charlie is also in Provo. Charlie, did you get ice cream tonight? Oh, I did. That's why we were calling in to echo everything that Urban said. They uh, they played the fight song during pregame, which is pretty awesome for uh, for us. And then uh, I guess at some point at halftime, they came up through the stands and were passing out ice cream to the ECU fans. So man, that's awesome! <laughs> it was awesome. I'm a big ice cream guy. I'll go just for that. Yeah, oh, and it was good ice cream. It was like the creamery type ice cream. It wasn't any you know generic stuff. It was the, the real deal. Right. So. Yeah, and we were uh, we were sitting in the ECU section, but right next to BYU fans, and uh, they were they were so nice. And I, you know, like the other caller said, it's both teams played really hard. You hated to see one of the teams lose, but I'm glad it was them and not us. Good stuff. Yeah. How was uh, how many Pirate fans do you think were there, uh, Charlie? Oh gosh, maybe a thousand, maybe uh, five hundred. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe five hundred or so. Uh, but man, the 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 stadium experience was great. You know, I've been to a lot of you know big time stadiums, but the fans 
we were laughing. It's like they were trained, just like ECU fans. When certain things happened, they knew exactly when to get loud, when to be quiet, what cheer to do, to sing the songs when the you know the music stopped playing. And uh, it, was, I'd come back and just go to a game just to watch watch the whole experience. It was really cool. Well, it's because they're all sober, so they're <laughs> all you know coherent, and they can follow directions. Yeah, you, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. But, but, you know, like, we didn't hear them at any point. Uh, like, when I go to home games, you hear fans who just gripe and complain yeah. about stuff. And, and you didn't hear them do that to their to their kids and their coaches. You know, they'd be like, oh, I can't believe we did that. But but they were they were behind their team 100%. And, and, uh, and they were just, you know, they were competitive, but they were really nice too. So, well, how how many teams and how many fan bases will show up fifty five thousand strong on a three game losing streak, coming off a forty two to fourteen or whatever it was loss to Liberty, and still yeah. show up? So that that well, says a lot about their fan base. And and then on top of that, because we talked to a lot of the fans beforehand, and you know they kind of echoed that. And but it's also Friday night, and they started football playoffs here, and they're like. You know we're going to lose some fans because you know they got to go watch their high school kids play, and uh, and yet they still packed it out, and it was you know with their very rabid fan base. Yep. Good stuff, uh, Charlie. Uh, when are you heading back? And and well, better question, Billy asked. What are you doing to uh, party celebrate tonight? <laughs> we we are parking and sleeping. Uh, so we drove out here. Oh, wow. wow. How long did that take? Dang. So, well, the way I drive, Billy, it took me two weeks. So, uh, <laughs> we, we've been exploring some of the area down here, and then uh, we're staying out here for another week. I'm I'm uh, running a half marathon in Joshua Tree next weekend. Wow. Driving back home. So, uh, uh, yeah, we've, we're, we're milking it for all it's worth. Charlie, are you the most interesting man in the world? <laughs> I don't know about that. No. I, I don't know, but I, I need Charlie's job because he's got three weeks of uh, being able to go and peruse the United States. Yeah. Oh, that's called retired. Ah, there you go. <laughs> awesome yeah. stuff. Thanks uh, for hanging out with us, Charlie. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Yeah, drive safely, man. Uh, and run safely, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. Charlie in Provo. I hope the pirate fans check the bottom of those bowls of ice cream because at the bottom it could have been like, if you eat this ice cream, you're now a mortal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like there's got to be a catch. If somewhere. you take one bite of this, uh, you are now a mortal. Yeah, so there yeah. might be several pirate fans that have been converted to Mormons tonight. Nobody is that nice. There's got to be a catch. Like yes, it's, it's, it's like got to be a catch. It's like the Santa Claus, but it's the Mormon Claus. <laughs> All right, the fine print. Yeah, Drew and Jared, hang on. We will get to your call when we return as we head into the uh, 1 o'clock hour here on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. We are back with more of your calls after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. Thanks for hanging out with us all day. Had a really fun Bud Light pregame tailgate with the uh, fans today and also uh, here on the postgame show. Calls, lines still locked and loaded. Steve, hang on. Jared, hang on. We go to Drew in Bath. Hello, Drew. Good evening, gentlemen. How about this part? 
How about, about them? How about those pirates? Yeah, I just want to say, uh, man, listening to I was traveling in from Asheville this uh, Friday afternoon, and the first uh, Bud Light pregame show where there was just no football talked about for two hours, and it was awesome. So totally enjoyed that. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I just a couple things. I got to watch a little bit of the game. Not much of it. Listen to it. Um, I noticed Xavier Smith. Not. I don't think he started or played too much. Um, seeing if there was anything mentioned of that. But then I uh, heard Chance Bates' name played uh, mentioned a lot. Um, Keaton's health it looked like he didn't get much carries at the end of the game. I didn't know if anything about that. Um, Holton before halftime was. Huddling up his O line and team when we decided to kind of call it quits, and you could read his lips saying, Let's go win this shit, you know. Um, yeah, you can't say the S word. Thanks, Drew. Uh, Keaton, yeah, he didn't play at the end after that big hit. Yeah. Xavier, man, almost had an interception. Ball hit the ground. Uh, and then he, he left the, it came out of the game that play and I didn't really notice the rest of the way. So, yeah. And Mike Houston doesn't talk about injuries at all. And so, uh, and he mentioned chance chance. Bates yeah. had a great game. Yeah. He really did. 40 was called a lot too. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. So did, um, uh, <clears throat> Jeremy, um, Lewis, Jeremy Lewis, uh, he laid a hit on the BYU quarterback, um, first half of the game where he just Third down play I yeah think. leveled him just came in and leveled the quarterback uh so jeremy lewis had a good game on defense as well all right 317-1250 we go to jared and provo hey jared how you doing guys good how are you uh, great win by the pirates um i'm not sure how to follow up shortly that's running a freaking marathon so uh we'll just <laughs> keep keep riding along the car but uh everybody's echoed the same thing great great atmosphere great everything we got Three from Wilmington in here, two from Emerald Isle, and two from Wilson. So it's been a been a great trip. So if you never ever have a chance to get out here, you just they, like everybody said, man, just take the time and take the take the take the you know money to go out here. But if anybody's a doctor, we did take our 11 year old daughter out of school for three days to come, so if they can write her a note, <laughs> <laughs> she can have an excused absence. That'd be pretty good too. But, uh, we got to have a doctor listening somewhere out well, there. I, so I know a few doctors. Help now. out, Jared. Yeah, even yeah. In Wilmington. Just say it. <laughs> I, I know some. I know some doctors in Wilmington. Does she ha- she have any poop problems, <laughs> Billy? <laughs> it's in the sales call. <laughs> I, I can get you. <laughs> I can get you a a, a a letter from a poop doctor. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Well, hey, that'll whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> we we all get to that point. Like. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, guys, keep up doing what you're doing. Great land with the pirates, and uh, it's a great atmosphere. We. It, we probably did have 750,000 people out there, so you know, keep supporting them and 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 travel with them everywhere we can. Awesome stuff, and man, uh, Jared, I think our third caller from Provo tonight. We even all yeah. echoing the same sentiment that it, uh, it sounds like their favorite road environment to attend, favorite road game to go to. Well, my wife was looking on social media before the game started, and she asked me. She said, "Have you seen some of the pictures from some of the Pirate fans uh, that have been posting uh, from places around U- uh, Utah and Provo?" And uh, one of them, was, of course, was Morgan Ailers. Uh, and she said, wow, that looks like such a beautiful place. And then we started watching the game. And, of course, they do the beauty shots at the beginning. And we had talked about that. That'd be, She said, I would love to go out there and watch a game. 
And that that seems. I, I remember there was one time when one of the announcers said, "I I would argue that you couldn't find a prettier atmosphere. I mean, there there's yeah. some some beautiful stadiums and beautiful settings, but you're not going to find one better than that." All right, thank you uh, for the call, Jared. Uh, get home safely. We go next to Steve in Illinois. Hey, Steve. Cliff, Weave, Honey Boy, <laughs> the whole crew. I am so happy right now. I am so happy to talk to you. Last time I called, it's been a year. I called after the um, Owen Daffer's, you know, peak win over Navy last year, kind of emotionally overwrought. And I've been thinking about calling, thinking about calling, thinking about calling. But today, the Pirates are bowl eligible, back-to-back years. You know, the Pirates are not only back, but we're here to stay. I'm so happy. It's just like a culmination of so much pain just all coming through. And this chance that we have going into Cincinnati so I'm here in the Chicago suburbs. I'm pulling my kids out of school two weeks from now on Friday, and we're going down there to Cincinnati. It's only four hours, no problem. Gonna have, I haven't been to an ECU game in person since, I don't know which one was the most recent. It was either the thunderstorm delay against UTEP. At, oh, wow. That must have been. Yeah. Or it was the season opener against Central. I was at that game, too. These are a long time ago. I don't. Um, and, and then I was at the, I was down in Charlotte, you know, in the South Carolina when we blew the lead 21 nothing, in mm-hmm. 2011, you know, but I haven't been to a game since, I don't know, 14 or 15 or whatever. One of those first ones I said was, but I'm so happy. And I feel like Mike Houston finally has the formula to keep us above the six win Mendoza line for the foreseeable future. I, you know, if they can just keep him and keep this train moving, you know, we're going to be okay. And it's a, it's a new day. It's a new kind of baseline, a long-term outlook for even higher levels of success, you know, for East Carolina, the success that we've all been craving for so long. And I'm just, I'm just so excited. And I feel like I've been, you know, skeptical and like, uh, are we really there? Are we really there? You know, we're there, man. We're there and we're going to be there. You know, I'm just, I'm going to let you go, but thank you. You know, God bless the Pirate Nation. I love all y'all, and I just love East Carolina football, and we're back. So, so good. Steve, uh, great call. I want you to call more, but you've kind of set the precedent here. You only call after walk-off game-winning field goals. So that's kind of your thing now, I guess. Bye. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Uh, He hadn't called since last year against the Navy. Yeah. Uh, calls this year. So Steve is the walk off field goal guy. And uh, yeah, he hadn't been to a game. The games he's saying, I'm going to say in about eight, nine, ten years. So he'll be able to uh, check him out in Cincinnati. Yeah, that'd be awesome to have a, a good presence in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's a fun place to go uh, watch a game. Um, been to a few games up there. And it's going to be a tough atmosphere. But it's uh, East Carolina's got everything in their own. And, you know, they've got their. Uh, their fate in their own hands. John Moody says if Cincinnati wins this weekend, they stay in the top 25. ECU knocks them off in a couple of weeks. Mm. We're receiving votes, baby. Back in the RV. Mm. Back in the RV. Loaded up. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have open lines if you want to get in. 317-1250. We'll be back with more on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. Early Saturday morning edition after this. 
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, the Phillies uh, take game one of the World Series as uh, they beat the Astros 6-5 in 10 innings. The Hurricanes were in action in Raleigh, and they lose to the Islanders 6-2. College football games that will be coming up at noon today. It'll be number two, Ohio State taking on Penn State. TCU and West Virginia kick off at noon. It'll be Syracuse hosting Notre Dame. Number one, Georgia will host Florida at 3.30, and number eight, Oregon, will go on the road to take on Cal at 3.30 as well. Kansas State will host Oklahoma State, and Louisville will host 10th-ranked Wake Forest. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates, and they're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. Right now, during football season, you can join the Buck for uh, Sunday Fun Day with football, food trucks, and uh, live music along with giveaways and the largest 4K TV in Eastern North Carolina. You can follow The Buck on Instagram and for updated schedules, and we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Welcome back. Scott still throwing out stats to us. He says that uh, if ECU beats Houston... The Pirates will be 500 or better all-time against all four of the new Big 12 teams. Mm. If they beat Cincinnati, they'll have winning records versus three out of the four. He also uh, sends a picture of his young son and says Archer is 3-0 and lifetime, literally, because uh, I guess he's been alive for yep. three Pirate games. And he's wrapped in a uh, <laughs> no-quarter flag. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks for that, Scott. All right, uh, let's go to Billy in Greensboro on the Pit Electric Live line. Hello, Billy. Hey, how's it going? Uh, great stat right there with the uh, ECU versus a- uh, AAC opponents. Uh, did not know that, but uh, thanks for the information. No, I was uh, I was hoping you guys would uh, be up late. I'm sure you would, and uh, I'm thankful you took my call. But, uh, you know, two weeks ago, I thought it was a gut check win. A week ago, I thought it was a statement win. And, uh, you know, this one was a, a national uh, a national TV uh, exposure win. And, uh, I, you know, Coach gets coach gets paid to make the, the, the gutsy calls like he did. Uh, I'm sure a lot of folks were scratching their heads while we didn't go for a field goal when we, uh, when we had a chance. And, uh, you know, it ended up working out. But, you know, there's bigger things in mind now. I mean, now we have a, a possible conference championship in play, and uh, you know, this is this is the culture that is just looking so good right now with uh, with ECU. And uh, you know, I'm I'm proud of it. I know everybody else that's uh, alum or associated uh, with ECU is proud of it, and it just feels good, especially after listening to, you know, what. What has become an absolute B-League team for ESPN announcing on Friday night, uh, you know, whether it was the, the complaining about how was there not a block in the back on the punt return and missing the absolute ab- ab- abhorrent, uh, you know, late hit out of bounds that the referee had to, to call, and then whether it was not the holding call that set up them for a touchdown to go up 24-17 to 17 at one point, and then... Uh, the targeting call, where even the the referee that they called in was was trying to possibly uh, legislate uh, where maybe it wasn't a crown to the to the head type helmet. You know, it, it, it's almost laughable at how folks that got 
that get paid to pontificate on a game don't understand the game and they just it seems like they just go for the name program instead of the actual game that requires research to look at who's playing who. <laughs> All right. uh, as you say that, we just watched the highlights on SportsCenter, and Stan Verrett, who's yeah. been there for a long time now, is calling out the uh, the ECU plays in uh, how I think he said Halton Halton Allers Halton Allers runs in the touchdown. Allers, so. I think he called him Allers. Allers, yep. yeah. So you got the uh, the, the crew uh, calling the game and the uh, the sports center anchors, but uh, it's kind of par for the course. Well, of course, and you know, their only only thing they're missing is Eastern. Yeah, yeah. Didn't hear one of those. Well, I I did notice that they had East Carolina on the lower third on the bottom where they had the score. That's what we call it in the TV business, the lower third, instead of E Carolina, like yeah, we've seen good. so many times before. Yeah. Took us seventeen you know, years yeah, to get yeah, that. That's all. That's all. You know, and, and, and the thing is, is I've I've literally listened to more inebriated friends, uh, you know, pontificate on a game with more knowledge than i have with espn announcers on friday night over the last few years to be honest with you um and and it blows my mind how folks get paid to to do this well guess what we're gonna hear it again two weeks from now so well i think what was it uh uh josiah hatfield is supposedly a transfer from tulsa did you did you hear um were andre they, Ware say that no nah, were they talking about winstead from toledo yeah but they they yeah. said that yeah did you did you catch that one too no i heard um i heard the winstead from toledo and i was scratching my head at that oh yeah maybe that's what i'm thinking about well that's true yeah but no no they they said no because it was it was not isaiah winstead yeah well, I don't know. They also said Keith Mitchell ran the ball, and it was number twenty-one or something, yeah. uh, something along those lines. And so, you know, they got that wrong too. Which, by the way, I hope Keaton's okay. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, heck of a shot. At least we have a bye week, um, and uh, the young man can, um, you know, hopefully be be good to go. But yeah, you know, it just it just frustrates. I think it frustrates all of us that you know you watch ESPN and you're thinking, you know, this is the flagship of you know sports. Yeah. They just consistently get it wrong, whether it's the name or whether they get their um, their stats uh, and their opinions or their pontification wrong because they look at a brand name and they go, well, that's the team that's supposed to win. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe that's the way it's been forever, but yeah. it, it, it makes it that much better when we do win because it just shows them that, that's, that you, you got paid to be wrong again. All right, Billy. Well, thanks for uh, being up late, and hopefully they'll get it more right uh, in a couple weeks when we play Cincinnati. Yeah, you guys take care. All right, man. There is Billy in Greensboro. Hey, guess who's on the line, Weave? Uh, Mr. Eilers. Mr. Eilers. Mr. Eilers. Morgan Eilers from Provo joining us. Hello, Mr. Eilers. This is Mo Argon of Eilers. (laughs) Mo Argon joining us. Mo Argon. What's up, Captain Morgan? We have just got back to Salt Lake City and uh, listening to you guys on the worldwide interweb and uh, doing a great job. And, man, what a fun night. Did you guys know we got ice cream? <laughs> That's the talk of the town. Morgan. I know, right? Hey, you- how many scoops did you get? Did they give you one? Were they being stingy with the ice cream? Were they being very liberal with the ice cream? What, what was going on with that? They got a little, ha- what is, little half pint containers. 
Oh, that's not bad. I, it was big time. Yeah, it was big time. They give it to you in a football helmet like you do at the baseball oh, games where you cool. have the upside-down baseball helmet. As a kid, that was one of my favorite things about going to a baseball game. That and Dairy Queen actually had those years ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Collect them all. Yeah. Yep, collect them all. I collected them all. At the time, I think it was all 26, if I remember correctly. I had all 26 teams. Wow. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. But, no, it was uh, it was a great night and uh, – you know, so happy for those those guys and offense and defense and you know, hats off to Brigham Young. I mean, their reason they was uh, they were ranked in the top fifteen, whether they think number eleven or twelve, beginning of the year, and they didn't give up. Those guys didn't give up all night. And neither did we. And I think the better team won. So we're going bowling. That we are. Uh and Morgan, I just got a Facebook message, as did you, uh Weave uh, from Charlie Justice Chew. That was the Charlie. We, we didn't find we didn't out that realize was him. that was him until after the fact. Yeah, but he sent us a video of the ice cream being passed around in the stadium. That is so awesome. How cool is that? So there you go. I will, I will tell you this: Chew and his wife Sharon, they are on a cross country odyssey. Yeah, they left about two weeks ago and uh, made it to Utah, and now they're, they're they said they'll be back before Thanksgiving. So good for them godspeed have a great trip because man they're going all over the country that's uh, awesome and morgan uh i just want to say you look great on television tonight yeah I, we saw you throwing up the crossbones yeah they, you know i don't get to do that very often so it was fun but i will say i was more nervous watching the game without having to work than doing a home game yeah, because you get so caught and wrapped up in what you have to do, and you kind of get on, you know, muscle memory there up in the press box. I get it a hundred percent. That I, I have found that when I'm not working the games now, since this year's kind of been my first year of of not working games and sitting in the stands, it's a whole different experience. It, it really is, and you know, maybe next year when when Holt's not playing, I can enjoy it a little bit better, but. Right now, man, my nerves were shot. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a lot of running tonight and uh, running into the end zone. Uh, took some shots. So, Hey, Morgan, speaking of taking some shots, do you know anything about Keaton Mitchell? Did you see him come off the field? I, we noticed that uh, he didn't play a lot of the late fourth quarter uh, after that hit to the head. The last, I don't think he played the last two drives. However, I will say after the game we were waiting and – in the tunnel near the tunnel where the team would come in and out and go into the locker room. And he came out of the locker room, uh, went down on the field with a bunch of guys was joking around, came back up and uh, seemed to be in good spirits, was taking pictures and high-fiving. And, uh, you know, he didn't look any worse for wear. Again, I'm not a doctor. I didn't see anything, you know, after he took that hit. But I did notice that he, you know, he I don't think he played the last two series. I think Marlon was in there. And, uh, you know, he did a great job out there, and, and we did what we had to do to come out with a win, but hopefully that Keaton, uh, you know, is okay and that there's nothing wrong. And the next two weeks, you know, he can, you know, catch you. Know, all these guys need to catch a breather and yeah. get some rest because they're all banged up now. They've nine straight weeks, and it's it's been a long grind, and they need a little bit of a break right now. And, uh, hopefully they'll have a good flight back to Greenville tonight. I don't know what time they're supposed to be back in Greenville. I'm thinking probably four thirty, five o'clock, five thirty, something like that, depending on when they leave. But uh, I've heard some folks are going to meet them at the airport. So, well, Jay was asking. He asked us to ask Morgan what time, and sounds like Morgan doesn't know. Uh, on the YouTube chat, 
Robert says the team ETA is 615 from Brian Medor, so I don't know where yeah. he saw that, but uh, we'll we'll see Meador if Medor is can, usually pretty spot on. Should with I just us. text Bailey and Medor and see what they say? And yeah, maybe we'll go that route. Uh, Morg, thanks for joining us, sir. Have fun tonight. You do a great. You guys do a great job. By the way, it's only eleven uh, nineteen here in Salt Lake. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's early for you guys. You go. Out, you can go out and Provo and party. Yeah, that's work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Morg. See you, man. Hey, hey. By the way, real quick though, my wife said awesome pictures that you guys uh, posted on Facebook. She was jealous. Man, I'm gonna tell you something. Yeah, so we're going to do more traveling tomorrow and just driving around looking at things. I've I've seen some pretty places, but the the countryside around Salt Lake City and Provo and we went to uh, what is it Park, Park City yesterday, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. The it's 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 beautiful. One of the most beautiful places I've ever seen, and it's I highly recommend if you ever get a chance to come out here, just take a few days to do some sightseeing, drive around, and just enjoy what nature has to offer because man it's gorgeous all right really gorgeous. sure it's even prettier after a win no doubt it's so much sweeter <laughs> <laughs> all right morgan we'll see you man you guys be safe talk to you later yeah have a good trip home there is mo argon how do you say his name mo argon eilers mo, mo argon eilers yeah uh, a lot of folks still hanging out with us late night i'm like what what is going on with all you people well gregory points out hey he says it's only 10 uh, 15 out here west where i'm at there so he go. said keep going for a few more hours not <laughs> so gregory's on uh, west coast time he's chilling he's he's doing good hey uh shout out to uh dave jordan he's he's watching after a late night on the Man, air w- about that big dave jordan fan and i listened to him for years uh, or sorry watched him for years and then met him uh at some event uh it might have been a pirate radio party or something but uh he talked about he's a huge sports fan yeah i didn't realize we oh, yeah we talk, he's a pittsburgh him, guy yeah he's steelers fan <clears throat> i'm hoping his steelers come up with a big win uh, on sunday win the battle of pennsylvania right. yes that'd be great all right william in washington dc are you there yes sir how y'all doing tonight we're great how are you doing pretty good billy weaver i finally made it on the news buddy sir you know who this is who <laughs> wait a minute who's this william in washington dc Oh, hey. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally made it on the news. Y'all got to get the snowman on here to do some commentary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great game tonight, man. It reminded me of back in the day when I played. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, it's good to be on prime time again. Um, very thankful to be a pirate tonight. And uh, hats off to the players. Everything they've been through and we're still going to go through the rest of the season. I think it was a. Uh, we're finally bowl eligible again, and I think it's going to be a great end to the season, hopefully. Hey, William, uh, you and a, one other uh, caller had kind of touched on that just a, bit, a little bit. Big win because it was on primetime television Friday night. Yep. And when you talk about recruiting, and you know, people know the BYU name, of course, all across the country. Maybe not the East Carolina name as much, but this is the steps you got to take knocking off a BYU on national television, primetime, bowl eligible. That's going to be big for recruiting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's all about that marketing strategy and getting that yep. East Carolina name out there and, you know, getting those big recruits in and getting those transfers in now, too. The transfer port- portal is huge. If y'all remember, I transferred from uh, NC State and came over to East Carolina, and back then it was hard to do that. Nowadays you can get good players from 
you know, the bigger SEC, ACC schools as well in the transfer portal. So college football is at a much more um, even playing field than it used to be. And I, I like it because I had to go through that. And I think we've got a great opportunity if we can continue to win games, continue to market our school. I mean, Greenville is a special place. I miss it every day. And I'm thankful to be a part of the program. Uh, and one more question for Clip. I love the hat. Uh, where can I get one? Well, this particular hat is right now one of one. Is um, it really? Yeah, it's because uh, I know that there's a couple with the white in the back, the trucker hats. Right, black. but this is the only fitted. Uh, so it is. Uh, well, Billy, if somebody wanted your shirt earlier, you said everything's got a price, so yeah. I can sell you this one. But uh, I don't know, William. If we if we get enough people interested, we could possibly put them on the market. But right now, they are not available. Well, well, this one is if I can steal it, depending on what your head size is, if yeah. it fits, because it's a fitted hat, I can, you know. Seven and a half here. We so. can make a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the size I wear. So go. Uh, <laughs> all right, nobody, nobody's getting this one. But, uh, yeah, man, stay tuned. Maybe we'll put them out there for sale. Absolutely. Y'all have a great night. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, you too, man. Thanks, man. Uh, William in D.C. All right, let's go to Jr. in Haymarket, Virginia. Haymarket. Hey, Jr. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. Am I am I on the air? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Hey, I'm a listener, not a caller, but I just feel compelled to um, give out some love for uh, Ty Moss, who, in my opinion, saved the game when he recovered Josiah Hatfield's kickoff return fumble. Hmm. Good call. Yeah, yeah, First, good that has call. not been brought up tonight. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could have been a I huge play. Time that he has recorded any kind of stat at all. Chandler, why'd you raise your arms? Where is he from? Remind us. He is from Whiteville, North Carolina. All right, Whiteville, North Carolina. Whiteville Wolfpack. Whiteville Wolfpack. Our ass tonight. But um, also, special teams in general, uh, Luke Larson only had two punts, but he put one inside the 10, which is uh, a nice, you know, something that doesn't usually happen, so that's awesome. And, um, you know, obviously the game-winning field goal by Conrad. And... uh, uh, Malik Fleming. Somebody needed to tell him that the altitude, the ball was going to carry five to seven yards further. <laughs> yeah. He, but he did a great job of um, recovering and, and catching that ball at the two-yard line and saving disaster. Yeah, he did. He did muff it a little bit, but he yeah. regained control of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's it for me. I, I just appreciate everybody's efforts tonight and great win. And I, I and uh, let's go beat Cincinnati. All right, great call, Jr. For this late in the show, uh, new topics to be brought up. That is, uh, yeah, I hadn't good, thought, I hadn't thought about that. Good, uh, very perceptive there. So thank you for that. All right, if we have not touched on something that you want to hit on here uh, this Saturday morning, go ahead and call in three one seven twelve fifty. More to go on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call in show. We are back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Didn't know we were back. We're back, And we're back! And we have open lines if you want to jump in. And it is uh, last call for your call. We got one break left to take. We do need to get our drive of the game weave. And uh, I am not prepared. 
Um, off the top of my head, probably the answer drive in the third quarter after making twenty four twenty four. Yeah, yeah, to tie it up at twenty four. Okay, I'll get the uh, the details on that drive get the momentarily. Deets. You're gonna get the deets, yes, sir. Because uh, that's just off the top of my head. I'd have to look. There might have been might have been one better. Well, uh, I mean, it could be the game winning drive. Sure, which yeah, which at the time you you will it was short. It, it would have been a short drive. It's on tape. Uh, we can go back and give our feelings on it. I I was scared to settle for three. Y'all were pretty okay with it, especially I was, the I was way confident. it turned out that they got it right down the middle of the the field. In the middle yeah, of the field, yeah, I think that was clutch. All right, the drive we're referring to to make it twenty four twenty four with seven oh seven left in the third quarter went six plays, seventy five yards, two minutes, fifty one seconds. That's the thing about their drives tonight. We've none of them they were, were long. They were quick. I mean, they were long as far as down the field, but right. time wise, six plays, seventy five and one fifty four. Uh, the other touchdown, seven plays, 68 yards, 319. That was your longest time drive of the game. And then you've got a six play, 75 yard, 251. Because, Billy, uh, explode, like big plays, explosion plays getting down the field. Well, how about this? That we talked about pregame. The, long, the, the most plays. 10 came, plays. It was 10 plays in that final fourth quarter drive. Yeah, 46 yards, 226. Maybe that was the drive. Yeah, it game. was a short drive as far as yardage, but it was 10 plays. Uh, because if you remember, they got the ball back um, with just a couple minutes, what, three minutes left to play or something like that. And you and no, BYU had a uh, third and manageable and that was a huge stop by the right. Pirates to get yeah. them holding them one yard short yep. Yep. of that first down uh so you got a few to choose from there let's go with the last one ends on uh, a winning field goal 10 plays 46 yards brown and wood drive the game brought to you by brown and wood on greenville boulevard and online uh you can check them out on greenville boulevard also online brownandwoodauto.com all right we got a- the drive of the game been the field goal you know if they drive the ball drive through the ball and it gets to get it yeah, no yep maybe no. i get it maybe. Okay. i'm just i'm bringing it all in okay taking it all in <laughs> all right leonard is up in greenville hey leonard hey what's up uh gonna keep it short because i know it's late um just a gutsy win tonight it was uh byu i think gave us their best shot and i think that's a tough place to play in the climate and the altitude and uh glad the guys stuck with it got some big stops there at the end of the game and uh, made that field goal, which felt really good. I'm glad for Pirate Nation, and uh, I hope everybody shows up for the last home game uh, against Houston. Hopefully we can get by Cincy, and uh, you know we'll be undefeated in the Big 12. Uh, so y'all have a good night, and go freaking Pirates. Do we pull a page out of UCF's book and put up a Big 12 Champions banner if oh, we uh, wow. go 4 and 0 Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There's at least got to be some T-shirts that are floating around somewhere. Yeah, no doubt. Maybe Pirate Radio will make some. Yeah. All right, we go to J.K. in Pinehurst. Hey, J.K., guess what? I had the Pirates uh, money line tonight. You know what, Cliff? I, uh, I lost a lot of my money after last week's winning. Cashed out a little bit, so... I was just rooting as a fan tonight, but I'm I'm happy. For- hey, I understand that too. It happens to the best of us. I put so I put my last two hundred on Tennessee to win it all at sixteen to one. Oh wow! You got those up. All right, go Vols. Yeah, but I would just say 
Um, another game where I'm pacing around the house. Every game. Do we ever have a besides last week? Do we ever win a game where it's just easy? Not yeah, really. last week. That's why last week was so dang <laughs> nice. Fun. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I can't remember one where we just shoved it down their throat and won one. I mean, every game it's coming down to the wire. I, I don't. I've been a fan for about 15 years now. I don't. I don't remember a handful of wins where we just have it easy well i mean we're we're east carolina we're playing good teams and that's kind of how it's supposed to be i mean this is you see a lot of games like this and i'm just glad to, we, we've been on the wrong side of blowouts no oh, yeah. so i'll take some of these Way uh, too many of nail those. biters no i agree and i mean i thought it was going downhill after we missed still goal in the fourth quarter but defense bowed up and i mean i think we're on the right track and the, the bye week's coming at the perfect time Oh, no doubt about that. These guys definitely uh, need and deserve a, a week to, you know, get healthy and heal up. Yeah, Halton Eilers definitely needs to heal up a little bit, too. He's been playing, uh, you know, his, he's had that bum shoulder all year. Uh, he's been nicked up, bruised up, and beat up, so he's he's going to need some time. Keaton Mitchell, from what I understand, somebody was saying that uh, Jeff Charles, uh, they did, you know, I, I, it was probably, probably Marty Fuhrer that, interviewed him after the game on the radio said he was a little dizzy afterwards but he was feeling okay so i mean guys like that need to heal up a little bit this is gonna this this comes at the perfect time you wouldn't have looked at the schedule and thought nine games in would be a good time to have a uh, off date um but it, the way it's shaping up this is actually probably the perfect time to have the off date for sure i think we can get Stinsky at the right time and take him out and I'm about to head out, but can I get some of that ice cream from BYU? <laughs> I'm hoping somebody put some in a cooler and are transporting it home. No kidding. All right, y'all boys have a good one. You, you too. Man. Speaking of heading home, uh, Bailey and Medor unsure at what time they will be arriving landing brian uh, said well they're both brian brian bailey said originally 6 a.m medor said your best bet might be tracking the flight uh he said flight 4767 allegiant allegiant so how do you say that allegiant 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 like the stadium uh in vegas uh 4767 so get on i guess you can do that on yeah that's uh is it an app uh app website i don't know uh let's go to wit in whiteville hello wit i how about them pirates can i just get how about them damn pirates yes sir i apologize that's all right man it's all right that one you can say uh how do y'all how do y'all feel about the usage of marlin gun in just the overall offense well, I Billy would, wanted to see more of them on those short yardage runs. He was screaming about it. Absolutely. On the third and short where they came up short uh, when they ran the ball with uh, Keaton Mitchell. And then uh, on fourth down, right after that, Keaton Mitchell up the middle and uh, he didn't get the first down. I was screaming to put Marlon Gunn in there because he's more of a physical back that can run between the tackles. Um, I don't know if the, the, um, the play calling – situation was well if we put marlin gun in in that situation it's going to tip them off they're going to definitely know we're running the football but i don't care i think marlin marlin had showed on one of those uh runs after that yep where he just put his he dragged 
two defenders another couple yards. And I'm thinking at that point, that's what I wanted to see in that short yardage situation, and we didn't. So I, I, I hope to see Marlin in more short yardage situations. And then also, how do you feel like he is developing as a blocker? Because I feel like who would you rather have? If you're going to run those RPO plays, why would you not want Marlon Gunn on the field in those types of plays instead of Keith Mitchell? And then why do they not involve Keith Mitchell in the pass game in those situations also and have both of them on the field? Well, and and that's that's a good question too because with the RPO and you having Keaton Mitchell on the field, he's more in those situations, he's not – a straight-up blocker. He's more of a chip guy where he's going to chip and then go out into the flats to be available for that short pass and then get him out in space. So in those in those situations on the RPOs, uh, Keaton Mitchell's in there not to be what we would think of as a true blocker, but more of a get-your-shoulder-on-a-guy, get-in-his-way, uh, and then get out in the in the flats for the pass. And I hear what you're saying, Wit, but if Keaton is got his full oxygen and good to go, I, I don't want him off the field a whole lot. I, I do like Gunn in the short yardage. Yeah, yeah. And I will say too that uh, even Coach Houston shouted out Marlon Gunn for his pass pro ability as a true freshman. Very impressive. I, I tell you what, I like Marlon Gunn now. I love him for the future of this uh, football team. Yeah. Hey, hey, roll, Pirates. I uh, appreciate y'all's time. Y'all have a good one. All right, man. Thank you, Wit. All right, last call for your calls, 317-1250. We're going to come back and wrap it up here on a Saturday morn. Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, here's a quick rundown of area high school football from last night. Parrot Academy beat John Paul II 66-60 on a walk-off touchdown by Parrot. Uh, Washington beat Aiden Grifton 12-6. It was Farmville Central over North Pitt 34-6. Conley beat up on South Central 47-18. Rose loses to Havelock 35-28. And it was Kinston over North Lenore, 26-6. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. And they are open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And you can follow the Buck on Instagram for uh, updated schedules. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. The Buck. Hey, we've got uh, 16 more minutes to party at the Buck. Oh, yeah. We're open until 2. Get out there while you can. I know. Hurry up. Shirley, who won the Farmville Central North Pitt game? Farmville that would be Central. Farmville Central. The Jags. Yes. All right. Both of those teams, Billy, having better than expected years. So, shout yeah. out to Coach Cook uh, for the Jags and, of course, C.J. Wilson with the Panthers. I, yeah, that's right. Uh, I get to hear the Jag, I mean, the uh, Farmville Central Jags a lot. I hear them practicing all the time. You hear the band, I'm sure, on Friday nights. I hear the well. band on Friday nights, cool. see the lights. Yeah, it's right stuff. there. Yeah, I can walk right across the street and go to the games. All right. Uh, we have Igo Igloo joining us from Provo, Salt Lake City. Where are you at, Igo? Yeah, making the, the 45 minute drive from Provo to Salt Lake, and I was enjoying the 
the show so much. Uh, I didn't want it to end, so I figured I'd call in and, and keep it going a little longer. I need some company on the drive. Ah, well, we'll keep you company. We appreciate it. Uh, first question I go, what were the beverage options in the press box? Uh, because from what I understand, no caffeinated beverages, right? So what were the options for you? So maybe they don't sell caffeinated beverages in the, in the concession, but we had every, just about every soda. Oh, uh, so we had full caffeine, no coffee that I saw, but I'll take it. And we had steak, we had Korean beef, we had chicken. What? Damn. Uh, we, we, yeah, we got a Brazilian steakhouse hooking us up with the cake. Are you serious? Wow. Man, those yeah. BYU. Man, ice cream in the fans, Brazilian steakhouse in the press box. And they were just handing out, uh, I guess what they call the cougar tail, which is just some piece of oh, yeah. dessert with a, with a what ton is it? of uh, chocolate on it. It's like a piece of bread with chocolate or some some sort of dessert. I've seen it on games. Uh, let me see if I can what, find what, it. What is it you. called? The cougar what? Cougar tail. Cougar tail. Cougar tail. Yeah. And uh, let me see if I can pull the picture. <laughs> that that just be. looks inappropriate. That, that's not a cougar tail. But yeah, they got it in the entire uh, in the bag there. That's I, like, a, that's I, like I, a sub. I go don't don't Google cougar tail. <laughs> well, it's one forty eight a.m. You can Google this now. Uh, Stephen, man, what an effort! Wait, uh, is it really that big? Yes, Billy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. we got to move on from this, Weave. We've got to move on. Uh, how about uh, Coach Houston after the game? I go, you got some good uh, video, right, pictures. Uh, he was fired up. Yeah, yeah he, he was fired up. The, the whole players, man, everybody, obviously, you get a win like that on the road in that environment, you overcome so much adversity. It was very reminiscent of last year's Memphis game, which was also the sixth win. It, it wasn't quite as much of a celebration, but I did notice a number of the players came back on the field to like TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff for their social media. And, but Coach Houston, he was fired up, and it was win number 100 for him as a head coach at the college level. So he got he had the game ball. He, he was clutching it the entire time through our interview, through the interview with Jeff Charles, the interview with Brian Bailey. So uh, he was fired up, and you know, I just I asked about the, the fourth down decision, and I was saying in the press box that they probably should have punted it because if you don't get it, you're basically giving them the ball in the Burgess field goal range. And I just thought it, it took a lot of guts to go for it there. And, um, you know, it was clear pass interference. You know, you can say whether or not it was the, the best decision to throw that ball. But C.J. Johnson was not in the game. Who else are you going to throw to in that spot outside of Winstead, maybe Ryan Jones? Uh, so, you know, you kind of throw it up to your playmaker, and, and luckily the guy grabbed Isaiah, and it was a clear P.I. call. Definitely a clear P.I., and I agreed with you, I go. I was saying punt. Punt the ball, and let's uh, let's try to get to overtime. But they went for it. And, boy, there was a lot of coverage there. I don't know if that guy didn't tackle Isaiah. He would have had a shot at it, but they had the safety right over top. I don't mm-hmm. know if that guy needed to interfere on that play. Well, that's the thing. When he threw it in the air, I was like, that's not going to work. Yeah. Safety was coming over. He had it red. And I guess it's just one of those situations. You know, they were playing some pretty tight coverage off the line, and, and Isaiah got pretty good position. Um, but you got to take your chance, I guess, in that spot. And, and Holton did. He trusted his guy. Got the call, luckily. And I know they like that matchup. So it was a uh, obviously a big play. What was it like watching that last field goal live? Uh, it was uh... – that had to be the trajectory, the uh, the elevation of that kick, one of the shortest all-time made field goals as far as how low it was off the ground. It was uh, it was incredible. Yeah, and I, I talked to a fan after the game, and 
He said that Conrad told him that he kicked the ground before he made contact with the ball. That makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. It, knew there was something it, going on there because we had originally thought maybe it had gotten tipped at the line, but the replay showed it clearly did not get hit by anyone. Yeah, and clearly he didn't make great contact with it. So it was a, a you know, tough spot. I was honestly expecting them to try to play for – to get closer and um, obviously it's a makeable kick but in that environment for a freshman he had just missed a kick you know a couple drives earlier from a little further out and I thought they would have a little more urgency there to get inside the 10 or get closer to the 10 but hey it works out in the end so you know we don't question it as much and um, just a, a huge moment you know for them to lose on a couple of kicks earlier this year or miss kicks to come back and win this one man it's you know I just didn't know if they'd be able to come across the country on a short week and find a way to pull it out. And they didn't even play their best. They still beat a, you know, pulled out a gutty win, which I think says a lot about the program. Hey, Igo, you got to see this team, this BYU team up close, uh, the physicality of this team. This is not a watered-down win um, because I thought going into this game, it could be, uh, you could see two different BYU teams a team that had its tail between its legs coming back from a tough loss on the road to Liberty where they just got manhandled and um, no fight in them whatsoever. Maybe the crowd wouldn't be into it, all that. That was not the case. This was a good BYU team that came in. They were ready to get back on the horse and win and get back on track. And it, it I, from what I could tell on TV, it looked like this BYU team was ready to play. They definitely were, and, and I think they – they kind of circled this game and obviously is a chance to really rebound and save their season. And, you know, you're playing at home on a short week. And I think Coach Houston referenced the fact that they had not lost a, you know, a night home game in quite some time, especially against, a, you know, a team from the East Coast. I want to say Sataki was 15-0 and against teams from the East Coast in the last 15 in night games. Um and so there were some things that, are, you know, it's just hard to win out here, man. The, the elevation, whether they want to admit it or not, is different. You know, it's a great atmosphere. They had 55,000 people, and they were into it. They were loud during the game, especially in the fourth quarter. And um, I thought BYU had a great plan to establish the run. That's something they've, you know, they've ran it effectively this year, but they haven't been able to run it consistently because they've gotten down or they've just passed the ball. So I thought both teams, you know, really ran the ball effectively, and, and that kind of created some interesting scenarios on both sides of the ball but they wanted this one they were fired up you know watching their post game which they had a live feed in the press box after the game after we had gotten done with ECU they were they were pretty devastated they had poured a lot into this game and, and almost the players were kind of speechless at, at what happened and how they couldn't rally and, and kind of save their season so to speak. Steven Igo voice the colors joining us uh Igo what are you doing the rest of the night? I am uh, going back to the hotel, going to get some sleep, maybe type up another article or so, but got another long day of travel ahead uh, tomorrow, fly out around 11 a.m. Utah time, which isn't too bad, but, you know, it's just a long way, uh, especially when you have a layover and you got to drive back from Raleigh. But uh, it certainly makes it easier coming off a win, so I have plenty to write about and going into a bye week. Yeah, it's going to be a fun bye week, and uh Start to mix in some basketball talk on uh, your appearances here. In fact, uh, this Wednesday I go, we will go through the basketball schedule and pick our wins and losses. 
It's my favorite segment of the year. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see how wrong we get it. Yeah, it's because uh, it's our last Wednesday show before the season opener, believe it or not. So basketball is here. Hard to believe. Hey, Igo, speaking of wins and losses, we were talking about this earlier, and one of the callers had said, we're right at the record where we wanted to be this time of year, but didn't get there the way we thought we would. You know, we thought uh, maybe Tulane would be a win. Uh, Navy would be a win. Those ended up being losses, and then maybe a loss to NC State and UCF. Kind of weird how you get to six and three, huh? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I was kind of thinking that leaving the stadium and, and driving out. And yeah, I mean, nobody expected Tulane to be what they are. Like, you kind of reverse. Like, Tulane's the top 25 team ECU played on the road as opposed to we expected that to be BYU. So it's, it's just, you know, it's funny how you always draw it up in the preseason and say, well, this has to be a win. You know, the, the game at BYU, that's going to be tough. You're probably not going to win that. And here we are, nine games in, 75%. Look how much is, is different than we expected. I mean, go back a few weeks ago when they were 3-3 three and three and people were saying, is this team going to be able to find six wins? And what have they done? They've won the next three games. And, you know, that obviously sets up for some big games to come. And if, if somehow you go win at Cincinnati – I mean, you're right there in the conference championship mix hosting Houston. So, I mean, they've got a lot to play for now, not only with ball eligibility and getting that monkey off their back, but uh, it, it is kind of crazy how we got to this point. Yeah. Wasn't it after that we were 3-3 three and three weave and it was the caller? Oh, there a bunch of people said there's no way we're going bowl. Well, I think we can all agree we're not going to a bowl. That's right. We were like, exa- well, yeah. I don't necessarily uh, agree with that. Yeah, pump the brakes a little bit right yeah, there. but. So. Boy, what a difference a few weeks can make. All right, Igo. Well, we're leaving. We're going home, so you'll have to find company somewhere else. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I, you guys killed about 10, 15 minutes. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so. All right, buddy. Y'all well, have a good night. Get some rest. Later, man. There's Steven Igo. Hoist the colors live from uh, somewhere, whatever's between Provo and Salt Lake City. All right, Weave. Final thoughts. Great win, and and for the second time this year, a gutty win and a gritty win for East Carolina. And thank you to the team. We have had three late games in a row. We'll have another one. Uh, these are really late nights, early mornings, but when they win, it feels so much dang better. They have made these three late games and these fifth quarters a lot of fun. So thank you, Coach Houston and the players. Yeah, and let's get out of here so Shirley can hit the road. She's got a big day tomorrow. It's softball Shirley time. That's right. And about, yeah. She needs to She's going to get like two hours of sleep. Yeah, she got to go. Uh, we will have the players in here Monday uh, for the Players Lounge. Looking forward to that. Thank you, folks, for tuning in, chiming in. Great night on YouTube and Facebook. Thanks to everybody for hanging out with us, calling in. Thanks to Brown and Wood for sponsoring the drive of the game. UBE had all the stats on the UBE stat sheet. The Orthopedics East injury report. The Bucks scoreboard. And, of course, Parker's Barbecue with the awesome post-game food. And a big thank you, of course, to Atlantic Wireless U.S. Sailor for the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show and the Pit Electric live line. We will be back with you in two weeks. We're out of here. But we'll be back in two Fridays from now. Uh, ECU Cincinnati pregame at 4, postgame after the game. We will talk to you Monday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live, Brian Bailey show at noon. For Shirley Rhodes, the man of Chan, the weave, I am Clip Rock. We will see you next time on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.